A I N M E N U Main Menu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Main Menu for the 6th of January, 2017. I am your co host, Jason Castingway. This week, we are helping you get your couch potato groove on. Jeff Bishop, Randy Rusnak, and Larry Turnbull are with us, and we have guest Chad Blanco back to talk about updates with the channel's app, the new AT&T DirecTV Now app, and we even get into how Santa treated us this year. Afterward, Randy tells us about his experience with his cable provider, as well as giving us some clues into other things we'll be talking about regarding satellite TV and accessibility. Enjoy the show. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Main Menu. We have guests with us, Chad Blanco, Jeff Bishop, Larry Turnbull, and maybe a little from Randy Rusnak. And we are going to talk about all sorts of things, including the channel's app update for Apple TV, AT&T's DirecTV Now app, and... Well, we're just going to kind of do a hodgepodge and uh, sort of make it a tech roundtable this week and uh, just talk about all kinds of different topics today. But I think they're going to be centered around entertainment and multimedia for the most part. So, Jason, before we get started into multimedia, I thought we would talk about Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Oh, yes. Santa Claus. See, because <laughs> because there's not a main menu Christmas without tech gear. So, what did Santa Claus bring you, kind sir? Well, Santa Claus brought me indirectly a brand new MacBook Pro uh, with a touch bar. And the way... It happened was that uh, Santa helped me line up a bunch of performing gigs, so money came in wildly, and let's hope that stream continues. <laughs> but in the in the meantime, uh, I managed to order myself a MacBook Pro, and I am extremely excited. It uh, is shipping earlier than I expected, so I should have it by the end of the week. Wow, that's that's quick, because you were expecting it later in January, weren't you? Yes, a bit later, at least one or two weeks. And uh, I was up pretty late last night and suddenly got a notification in my email, and I was pretty wired. It's actually a little difficult to get to sleep. <laughs> so so you need to work on getting the AirPods shipments sped, sped up. Yes, I do. I, I threw in ridiculous. a pair of those as well. Yeah, yeah. I want a pair of those. They're, they're really neat. I tried them at the uh, the Apple store. And just a um, quick side note, it's very, very interesting. Some people are having great success with them with no lag whatsoever. Others, like myself, when I went to the Apple store, I had very significant lag with them. But I didn't get a chance to really play with them for an extended period of time and troubleshoot it. So I have no idea what, what the situation was. And then others, you know, are, are having no issues or very little lag. So I think it's going to be interesting to see as these get out in wider adoption as to what this is going to look like. And, uh, the performance, is, you know, looks like some people say they work great on Android devices. Yeah. Very cool. interesting. I, I think it's going to be great to you know, see how this goes. I know they've been a huge success, and you can't find them anywhere. <laughs> you just wow. cannot. I looked no. on my Apple Store, and it says it'll take six weeks to deliver online, and about until February twenty second to get to my local Apple Store. I'm like, thanks. 
thank you very much. I want them now. <laughs> exactly. Immediate gratification is not going to happen in this case, unfortunately. I have the same information available, too. So That's sad. Now, now, Larry, you Santa Claus brought you a new house. That's true. Uh, yeah, that came early. That came uh, like the end of September. Yeah, uh, so so he couldn't fit that on the sleigh. He had to bring that early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street, all right. Exactly, right. Exactly. Yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, so are you putting any new cool tech into your new house? Actually, what I'm thinking of doing, you know, I have Comcast in my area, and, you know, they really did very well with the accessibility. But the only complaint I have, and this is like any other person, the cable prices are getting a bit uh, on the high side. So in the spring, when the weather warms up a little bit, because I live in Illinois, so winter is pretty well setting in, I'm looking at possibly installing... A, an HD home run device on my router and getting a digital, you know, HD antenna so I can utilize the channels app on my Apple TV and then maybe put in a couple of uh, Amazon Fire Sticks as well and uh, utilize that and also get into getting uh, Sling TV. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Chad, now, Chad, you you got uh, a small present under the tree too. Yes, I did. Uh, Santa gave me a two things actually: an iPhone seven, two hundred fifty-six gigabytes, and I didn't really want that, but hey, I can't complain, right? Mm-hmm. You so, know, <laughs> I, I wanted a, I wanted a one twenty-eight, but no, Santa's like, no, you're getting the best one. I'm like, Fine. Oh, there you complaining. go. That's that's such a difficult also, gift. <laughs> I know. <laughs> one other <laughs> thing that, that I did get um, my. Uh, girlfriend uh, rachel is she got uh, herself uh, an echo dot Sweet. so what i got her is one of the it's called the smart hub with uh, the electrical outlet so she can control an appliance of automation with the echo yes yeah nice nice and then you is got it? one other one yep um a smart the smart battery case because i was noticing a giant amount of battery drainage in one shot, and I'm like, this really shouldn't happen. Then again, I I came down from a 6S Plus to a 7. And, yeah, I was noticing from every three hours in, oh, wait, my battery's at 80? What am I doing? So I had to get a smart battery case, and Santa gave me that later. And nice. I've enjoyed it. Like, Great. I've heard very good things. It's, it's basically the only battery case where you just plug it in and leave it alone. Well, uh, Santa Claus brought me two things for Christmas. Well, three things, really, uh, that are (laughs) tech-related. My son got me a uh, Milanese Loop watch band for my Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. And and while I was away at the AFB Google Train the Trainer workshop, which we had on Main Menu, we talked a little bit about that uh, just a few weeks back, Um, my, my son, Brian took it upon himself to install a SSD into my Windows machine and uh, get everything migrated from the actual uh, one terabyte disk over to the new drive. So uh, he did that all while I was away and came home to a fast, bright, shiny new machine. So very, very happy about that. And then in December, my Mac died. This was very sad. And, uh, but, you know, hard drives do not last forever, and the hardware itself was fine except for the hard drive. 
So shout out to uh, Allison Sheridan of uh, Nocilla Cast, and everyone can follow her pod feed on Twitter. Uh, she helped me uh, with at least some troubleshooting things we could try to get data recovered off of the drive. We were able to pull at least I mean, the most important things off of that, and my wife bought me an SSD for the Mac Mini, which I bought from uh, Rick Harmon a number of years ago. So a, a late 2009 Mac Mini still lives now with a uh, – <laughs> that's pretty darn amazing – with yeah. a uh, with an SSD now, and we're up and going, and every, the world is okay. Can't that's upgrade great. it to the latest OS, but hey, that's fine. It's, uh, it's, all, it's all good. And so I had a great Christmas. I would imagine yeah, I even with the SSD alone, you notice a pretty significant speed bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the next thing I'm going to do is put more memory in it because it's still a little bit slow, but it's definitely a lot faster than it than it was for sure. You know, but because uh, I think right now I think it's four four gigs, so I want to try to put eight in it if I if I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And we've already taken it apart once, so we might as well do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I, so. yeah. I think my next Mac is going to be a Mac Mini because I don't really need a MacBook in any form because I don't go anywhere to need for me to need one. So I've definitely, and it's definitely something that I can afford. Moving along from Christmas, a lot of people got Apple TVs for, for Christmas and there was an Apple TV update as well as an iOS update in December. And Chad, that uh, introduced the new, the new TV app, right? Which replaced videos which was in the app the videos app was in the app store for a while and now it's gone so you can't get the videos app anymore it is gone now you can no longer download the videos app apparently oh i tried it was there during the beta cycle but once it came out they 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 took it away they're like yeah you're not gonna have this anymore bye you're not yeah it was gone so um chad what do you think about the new the new tv app because i think you and i are going to have slightly differing opinions on this one it needs work the TV app, at least for me as a cord cutter, needs work because I um, I need it in order to access it right. If you want to watch things like Westworld or I don't know anything on HBO or NBC or ABC, you have to have a cable subscription. And mm-hmm. this also tie into later on about DirecTV now. But um, right now it's very bare bones. The TV app on iOS can play natively the the movies and TV shows from uh, your iTunes library, which is great, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. But on the Apple TV, it opens up these separate apps for each thing. So if you look in your TV shows section in your, in your library on the TV app, you can see all your TV shows that you bought, and that's a lot for me because I didn't have I didn't have a good source for anything. So Netflix. Um, and that, if you click on an episode of anything, or on a TV show, it'll actually open up the TV shows app on the Apple TV. Same thing for the movies. What I want it to do is, instead of cluttering up your home screen and using some potentially not useful apps anymore because of the TV app, and get, getting rid of those two apps, and just making the TV app one big thing is what they're supposed to be doing. And... They did that on iOS. Now it's tvOS's turn. Right. Okay. So right. So I think there's a difference here between the tvOS version and the iOS version because I think you know some people have said that that the iOS well or the TV version itself 
regardless of platform, doesn't really have Netflix support right now, which is a big omission. But no. what I what what I have found though is if you go to the search tab in the TV app and you search for a show like Stranger Things, for example, which I'm now watching. By the way, that's God. a really great, really great show. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Holy Especially smoke. if you're a nerd, then you'll really love it. Oh, oh yeah, it's 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 retro '80s. It's uh, fantastic. What I have found is that if you search for a show title, um, it will show you using its search capabilities things that are in other apps like Netflix, and you can then launch the show and even the the episodes from within the TV app itself. So for me, while it doesn't show it's partial support, but it doesn't show you, you know, things that are on like the TV guide app would be, you know, in the watch now tab, it doesn't show all the net, all your Netflix shows from your queue, for example. Mm -hmm. Yes, that would be nice, but I still find it a value in that you could, if you know what you want to watch and you search for it, then it will find it. And then you can launch it and it takes you right to that inside of the Netflix app and you can watch whatever you're interested in. So for me, I think, I think it's, you know, um, yeah, it needs more work, but, but I like it. I like it a lot actually. And to my, I will admit I only glanced at the TV app. I really didn't see a lot of things I could do with it, but from what I like, what I saw, I liked it a lot, especially since now, Nearly almost every big budget movie is now audio described on iTunes, and so that makes you that makes me very happy. Except Star Wars Four. Yes, yes. Yeah, which is very strange. I you know now we because every other Star Wars movie, because every other Star Wars movie is audio described, not that one, the most important one. What? Never mind. I'm ranting. Sorry. Yes. Well, now we heard this week that there may be a 4K version of Star Wars: A New Hope coming. Out. Yeah. So maybe Apple is waiting for that one to refresh the uh, audio description when that pushes out to the iTunes store. I don't know. That would be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, well, that would be I, interesting. I heard recently, too, that um, I don't know if any of you watched Inspector Gadget, but I certainly grew up with that. And I forget which service, uh, if it's Netflix or what. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I Netflix. hear it has been audio Netflix. described. Yeah. So I'm really? kind of, and yeah. I, I'm anxious to Don't go and it. and check check it out just to see what I missed as a kid. You know, just listening to um, you know, to the sound it's, effects it's and all. Not, sorry, but it's yeah, not the they, original. It's, 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 it's not it. the original gadget. It's oh really? Not, they did a. Yeah, they did a. Really? Oh, that's they disappointing. They did a reboot, <laughs> and it's bad. It's like oh my. It's like can gadget get any more dumb? Yes, yes, it can. So <laughs> in Quan, it's that bad. Oh, crap. Oh, I might just omit this whole little section. I was so excited. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I love I, Don I, Adams' yeah. voice of Inspector Gadget, you know. Yeah. He's, he isn't he long gone? Oh, yeah. He's long gone, yeah. They, so they, they think they would get Frank Welker back as the voice of Dr. Claw, but nope, it's a new guy who doesn't sound as good and is very, very dumb. He has a nephew. Dr. Claw has a nephew, and... Pennies and falling in love with him. It's like, that's not right. That's so not right. <laughs> hey, so before we go on to uh, AT&T and other things, uh, speaking of Netflix, so that you can now download for offline viewing Netflix programming. And when I did it and went on a plane, it did not have audio description. So I was very sad. <laughs> but they subsequently have fixed that. 
So if you down, download content off, uh, for offline viewing, it does have audio descriptions. So yay for that. Fuller Thank House. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So... Um, if I may add to the Netflix thing, it's been a, it's been an interesting two years for Netflix because there are there have been obviously a lot of people in the last like five years complaining why doesn't Netflix have audio described stuff on their streaming they should blah, blah blah, and now in 2015 we had Daredevil which is awesome, and not just because I like the show but uh, we have that and then we have a whole bunch of other things like they had Doctor Who up there at one point with audio description I'm like yeah I'm binging, so they had all those. And Netflix has gotten a lot better at adding audio description to mostly everything that they produce, except for their anime, which I understand why. It doesn't really need it. But I'm just, I just want to say thank you, Netflix, for listening and adding audio description where you can. You're here. It, you're still the only one besides iTunes doing it. Yep, yep. So let's get Hulu on board so that we get audio description on all the online platforms. Not just that, not just Hulu, including uh, the other IP IP services. HBO should get it, even though they never had it unless you're yep. in the UK. And then you know, Sling and DirecTV don't have it right now. Yeah, right. And that, that uh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sad. I'm like, really? You make so, a killing if you do this. The other yeah. thing. That kind of plays into this too. That I've been researching. Um, they call it uh, the the Plex DVR um, app they're working on. Uh, that's in there. I, I I don't know if it's accessible or not. I'm gonna have to go get it and play with it. But you can record. I've you know stuff like with a DVR. Mm-hmm. I've played with Plex as a service. Um, it works great. You just have to have a computer that you will not be using unless it's for media storage or or a NAS. If you have a, if you have an NAS uh, a, a NAS drive, then you should be able to be fine with it at network attached storage, because that way you can run Plex on there, and then you won't have to worry about. I have to reboot, but I'm watching something on now on, on through Plex. Darn it! I have to pause this. Oh. And does that work on the Apple TV? Have you played with that? Yes. In fact, that's the only – like I, I, I tell a lot of people that the only way I actually watch a lot of my TV services these days is with the Apple TV. I barely use I, the iPhone unless I absolutely have to to, to watch TV. Okay. Hmm. Well, this is good. So this is a good transition um, to talk about all things cable TV. And, and uh, where do you want to start, Chad? I'm going to just get the uh, – Direct TV stuff out of the way right now. Okay. Then okay. I'll go with channels, and then I'm gonna just gonna explain what Direct TV is. Direct TV now is first of all, and then I'll run it. Um, what it is is what Sling TV was, and for those of you who don't remember or who don't who, who didn't tune into the last one I was on, Sling TV and Direct TV now are basically what cable is the best of cable. So you get your your AMC, your Sci-Fi, if you get. Your travel channel, your Discovery Channel uh, services, you get well with. Okay, so there are three competitors in this space. Sorry, I'm kind of sidetracking. So Sling TV was the first one to come out, and that was that was by Dish Network. And Dish has always had some troubles with maintaining channel bases. Uh, so they had some Viacom problems. They had some uh, AMC problems, and this is before Sling TV came out. I learned recently that Sling TV used to be known as uh, Sling World or Sling International, 
which was they were the first IPTV service to allow uh, international streams of, of TV channels you cannot get anywhere else. And that was great. And so Sling TV offers 20 bucks a month for, about, I would say, about 31 channels now. And basically, and then fifteen dollars for your HBO and nine for ten for Cinemax and nine for Stars. Directv is the one I use, and it's the currently the cheapest for the for the price until January 9th. So by January 9th, so by the next week, you will not be able to get the introductory price of a hundred hundred channels for thirty five dollars. That thirty five dollar membership will be good for people like me who've taken advantage of it for the last two months and i'll be excuse me i'll be good for the next couple of months for the next for my lifetime membership unless they change it and it's at&t we don't know right for at&t uh subscribers so people who are on at&t's internet you don't have to worry about going over your cap because they'll just say oh you're watching direct tv now that's us we're, we're good and as for uh your mobile as in for your phone service yeah, the same way they go. Okay, we're zero, we're 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 not counting this in against your data, so that's truly. But for everyone else, we're like, oh, by the way, you're gonna we're gonna cap you if you if you keep using this. Um, with Directv and both Sling TV, there's another third party PlayStation View, which I can't get a hold of because it's really really confusing. Um, it's Sony's take on it, and Sony obviously is the little brother of the group because they have uh, they had some controversy a couple of months ago in November where they said we're getting rid of all our Viacom channels to make it cheaper. I'm like, but people want to watch those channels. They're like, don't care. We need to make it cheaper for everyone else. I'm like, okay. Can we go back to DirecTV now and talk a little bit about its accessibility in reference to iOS on, and on Apple TV? Because I've heard that, that um, there are quite a number of challenges with uh, the app. But DirecTV now on iOS, most of it works. It's just the way it's organized is a bit of a pain for voiceover users. Sometimes when you upload, when you in, uh, enable the app, when you when you open the app on the um, iOS, it'll mute your sound. I don't know why, but it will. Hmm. And the best way to get that off is obviously to use the volume up button until you get it at a comfortable level or the volume you had it before. The guide works. It's accessible. The search works. In fact, the search is amazing because it'll tell you how much it saw for the thing you want. You can't see your networks, though, unless you go searching for them. With the Apple TV app, it's a bit more confusing. It looks a lot like what you would imagine a guide for a cable box would look like. At least to me, it does. Um, there are three tabs on top. There's a search tab, which is you can, you know you can search for your programs or your shows or your channels. There's a guide tab where you can see what's coming up next or what channels you can watch. There's the watch list, which is they're trying to be like Netflix. So you can add different shows to your watch list so you can get to them quicker. Yeah, there's like a settings. queue. Yeah, there's a settings tab and all that. And mm-hmm. then once you get all the way from that top layer, there's a mini layer in the bottom where you would have to use direct touch to access that and flick up once. And then you see home shows, networks, movies, and guide. You go to the home thing, and you can see all your continue watching. You can continually watch your on-demand service. If you're watching, you know, anything on demand, stop it and then watch it there. The differences between uh, Sling and DirecTV on how they handle a whole bunch of this stuff. With DirecTV, once you're 
it used to be able to autoplay your next episode. They fixed that so that way you won't go over your data cap. So when you actually play an on-demand or on-demand show and then you stop and then it stops, it'll jump you straight back to your live channel that you were last tuned in on. So say you're playing something like, oh, I don't know, something I watched, Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmer. You can watch that, pause it, play it, watch it until it's over, and then you don't have to worry about it. My screen went black. No, it's just tuning in back to your uh, previously watched uh, live channel. So would you recommend DirecTV now to, to people, or would you say wait and see where things go? I, I know the price is going to go up, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, this makes me pause for thought to think about, is this something we really should look at seriously, or do we should we wait for it to mature a little bit? It's <clears throat> Okay. So DirecTV now just came out in November on November thirtieth, like the day after, like like they're like we're gonna come out in November. That's fine, and, and they did. I I enjoy it. It's better. It's a lot more stable than Sling TV was to me. Um, Sling TV had occasional buffering problems. Sometimes something would buffer so badly that you would be repeating the uh, same audio and scene over and over and over again for like three times until it caught up. DirecTV just says, okay, here's more. We just, we just deal with it the way a normal stream would, which is here's the best audio and, and video we can give you. If it buffers, we'll buffer it for about a second, and then it's done. And so the, it's DirecTV is more stable when it comes to quality. Um, but for the price, if you want something that's truly a la carte, which is basically I want these channels and only these channels, and DirecTV is not your thing. Sling TV would be because... Sling TV, like I said, is 20 bucks a month, and you can add on packages, and you can remove packages if you don't need them anymore. Well, I did find, though, that the DirecTV Now lineups are, are, are pretty – yeah, well, but, but they're, they're pretty good in that, you know, you, you can sort of pick and choose what you, what you want, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're layered, right? So uh, you may or may not want the highest tier, which I think is higher than 100 channels, right? I think it's 120. 120 or something like that but i think all of those are are uh movie channels of some kind so stars yeah yeah that that, 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 that kind of thing so i I don't know i i um i'm aware that at&t is working on uh you know they're they're really wanting more feedback on the accessibility of direct tv now so if you guys have you know feedback for us Please get it to us at main menu at acbradio.org. We would love to hear from you, and we can definitely pass it on to AT and T and and let them know uh, what what others are, are finding with with their apps. It's uh, it's it's quite interesting. Oh, one thing people should be aware of: I think they're still offering the pay up pay for three months in advance and get a free Apple TV fourth gen. Yes, that promo is still there. I went on their website a few days ago, and I did see it there. If you want a, a, a free Apple TV, basically, uh, for the price of a three-month subscription, now is the time to get it. Two for the price of one, I guess. <laughs> you, you do as well. Seven-day free travel with Direct TV and with Sling TV, which, honestly, that's that's a long, you know, I thought it was going to be a really, really boring, you know, oh, I'll be using this for seven days. No, I found myself addicted to watching TV again, and I'm like, cool i get this channel again i can't i'm so excited and that's what i liked is stability and they now unlike sling the i noticed direct tv or at&t wants to really make it you know try to be accessible i think they're still trying to work out the bugs of the main version 
and if they make their app really accessible. Because all it needs for the Apple TV is some labeling and an option to turn on uh, your your SAP channel if you uh, if you have one. Besides that, it works great. Do you have the option no, I- to turn on the SAP channel in the iOS app? No. No. Okay. Not yet. When I was watching the when I was watching the Directv Now uh, rollout, you know, when they did the big press release and they went out on stage and talked all about it, they did say that SAP support, you know, for for foreign language, which I would assume would also include audio description, mm-hmm. although I guess I should same channel. Yeah, that uh, they that they are working on that for for Directv Now and it's coming. I don't know when, okay. but. That's uh, that's good news as well. So I may have to get rid of my antenna if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do that before you talk to us about the channels app. I'm sorry. Okay. Before you go to the channels app, I just wanted to uh, verify and, and say it clearly. The URL for for the Directv is it directtvnow.com/slash/appletv. It is, but it's direct. It is. It's d i r e c t v dot com. Slash Apple TV. So there's not two T's in Direct TV. Wait. So it's really Direct TV. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. To you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and we'll put that in the show notes or whatever too. So great, great. I uh, I was very impressed on the website's accessibility when signing up for it because um, with Sling TV, when you sign up, you have to really know how to work a, a good website because it, they didn't have check boxes or anything like that. Like. It said, I agree to these terms and conditions, text field, as if, as if it was, if you interacted with it with voiceover, it said it was a text element. I'm like, no, that's wrong. That should be a checkbox. With direct TV, it was a check, it was an actual checkbox. And you can um, add or remove the movie channels that you want for five bucks, which is great because five bucks beats 15. Oh, I forgot to add before we move on to the channels thing. Direct TV now is supposed to be it's trying to be a cable replacement. Even to the point where you can actually access HBO Go, ABC, NBC, Disney, Freeform, all those channels are are all those apps that require a cable subscription. With Direct TV, you should be able to access them and they're gonna add more. They they have access to some Fox affiliates, like mine, because Fox owns my station and where I am in Dallas. You can access that. You can't access your NBC station on your Apple TV though, but you can access it on the on the on the uh, iPhone. How weird is that? I've always that wanted is, to know why that happened. That why, is weird. Why, hmm. And you can get HBO um, for five dollars, by the way, as opposed to yeah, you know the fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you don't just get HBO. You get the regular HBO, then you get HBO Family, and then you get HBO Kids, and then you get the HBO uh, Latin channel. Yeah, it was like ten HBO channels, right? No, three. You can get half of the HBO package that you're supposed to get with cable. They should add. Oh, more. I see. Okay, 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 okay. And then you can get Cinemax, but who cares? Yeah. Okay. Well, some some may <laughs> like, like that. It's, yeah, and then I think yeah, you get some, stars and Encore and those things too. It's, I'm not sure what tier it's on. So that that's where you have to check. But if you call AT and T, they'll actually tell you what channels are on each lineup as well. Oh really? Cool. You want to tor- you want to torture them? They'll do that for you. I I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what's on the on the live a little package. Then tell me what's on the just right and go big. Yeah, and then tell me I did that. The, 
it'll be interesting if they I know Direct TV itself offers the NFL Sunday ticket. I wonder if they're gonna put that on Direct TV. That's a good question, and they own that, so they should. Going back to the Apple TV and TVOS, um, and iOS, there's a TV providers option in the settings apps. For Apple TV, it's settings. It's under settings and accounts. You can you can install your TV provider, uh, which right now is just there's Direct TV is there, but not Direct TV now. And Sling is there, and so is Dish, but you can't get Direct TV now. So I'm just waiting for that to happen because as soon as that happens, I'm 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 inputting those credentials and what they're what it's supposed to do is supposed to make the uh sign up the sign in process for things that require an activation code <laughs> everything uh to make it a lot easier that's what right. I mean. it'll just see oh it'll just see hey you're you have the you have a you have a required you have an acqui- required uh check cable subscription let's use this you're in okay you're done the single sign-on thing that's what i was referring to all right, let's talk about channels. And before we get into the latest changes, let's talk in about what it is, Chad, because some people may not have heard the prior episode of Main Menu, and then we'll get into sure. what's new. All right, so what channels does is say, you have, a, you have an antenna in your house, okay? You have an antenna in your house, but you have, and you have really poor reception everywhere else but this one spot which conveniently happens to be in front of your router you and you want accessible tv without paying much for it i i did an experiment with this and i think um you guys who follow me remember me yammering on and going this is amazing oh my gosh and you know geeking out over it like a like a crazy person not that i ever not do that what channels does is it says hey Get a piece of hardware that basically acts like a, like a, not like a cable box, but more like a transmitter. And you connect your antenna to it, connect that thing to your modem, leave it alone, because you don't have need to do anything after that. You just plug everything in, go to your Apple TV, buy, buy this $20 app, which trust me, it's worth every single penny, along with... And then you just scan for channels and update the software when it's update the firmware when it's net, net necessary. You can do that all with the channels app. Uh, you can change its settings. You can even change the uh, EPG uh, program guide it uses. By default, it uses the Silicon Dust, which is HD, which is who makes the HD Home Run. You need that. You need the HD Home Run. If you only have two TVs, you can get one for I'd say about eighty bucks, or not eighty bucks originally, hundred bucks on Amazon. And the and the uh, antenna I use is a Mohu Leaf, L E, L E I F I think, and that thing looks like the best way I can describe that thing is um, oh, what is that? It when you're a kid and when you're when you're a totally blind kid, and they use this paper that really feels really really like mesh, and they use that to raise up certain lines when you learn how to color. They use that paper and it. And it, it feels like that, that, like the hologram paper that people would use. One side is black, one side is white, so you can adjust it to whatever wall, wall color you have, unless you're weird, or or you can paint it if you have interesting wall colors. Then you just uh, connect that piece of paper with a coaxial cable connected straight to it into your HD Home Run. Connect that to a um, a Ethernet jack. And then plug the most, plug the HD home run in, and then just start scanning for channels. You can get over a hundred channels if you're good enough. 
I do warn you that if you live out in a rural area, you won't be able to get as many channels as you might like. You may have, you may not even get any. Yeah. For an outdoor antenna um, to get uh, the further away stations, like in my case, I live in Springfield, Illinois, and some stations are close, but our N- like our NBC station is over sixty miles away. Oh so, man! So I'm going to have to opt for uh, an outdoor antenna. That's why I was waiting till spring because uh, I'm gonna you don't want to be out in the cold. <laughs> mounting that thing um, probably on the pole on a pole. And uh, putting the pole into the ground and all that fun stuff. So wait till the ground softens up a bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Larry, speaking of antennas, before we continue on on channels, yeah. you know this is a this is really interesting because we've tried all kinds of indoor HD antennas, you know, over, over the air antennas, and we've had really really bad luck with these things. Have you have you found a good brand or you know what what you know you're you're also a ham as well, so. I was curious. Have you have you done any research in this area? If someone were to buy an you know an, uh, an HD antenna, they were put outside. Have you looked at all into these? Yes, I have actually. I haven't decided on which brand I'm going to get yet, but there are a couple of good websites you can look at. There's TVFool.com and there's <laughs> AntennaWeb.com. Those two websites. You go on there and you put in your zip code. And it tells you what stations are around you, and it gives a color code for each one. And it, the nice thing is it's accessible. I mean, the screen reader even tells you what uh, code is for the stations. You know, like green and yellow are the stations that are real close to you. You know, so an indoor antenna would work there. When it gets up into blue, violet, and red, uh, red being the station is the furthest away, it tells you what kind of antenna you're going to need. And my NBC and CBS stations are red, which is about as far out as it gets because they're around, you know, 60, 65 miles away in, you know, different cities. So what they're recommending to me is I'm going to have to get uh, an outdoor antenna to uh, pull those stations in. And there's a lot of... HD antennas out there, HD outdoor antennas that can easily pull in those signals, and they've gotten good reviews, and there's links to them on these two websites that I mentioned, and you can mount them either on your roof, or, well, if you're renting, uh, that's not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, me, no. (laughs) You can mount them on a pole uh, outside, or... If you really don't want them outside, you can even mount them in the attic. But the caveat there is the building material would degrade the uh, signal and it would uh, impede the antenna's performance. So you sure. have to yeah. powerful. Yeah. And a lot of your outdoor antennas have, when you get the antenna, it has a uh, preamp device uh, on there that will boost the signal uh, to your uh, home run device or you know, if you're connecting it directly to a TV, it boosts it directly to the TV. Outdoor, so, indoor, or both? I think both have those, too. Like, even the indoor ones. Yeah, the outdoor ones have the more powerful preamps, though. But, yep. uh, yeah, the indoors have them, too. So. Okay, Chad, so what's new with channels? Okay, so they recently had their one-year anniversary. They were one of the very first apps to be on the Apple TV that says, Hey, you can pause, rewind, fast forward, and 
play back all your fun if you need to, if you're watching a football game for example and it's really clear which most of the time like on the Super Bowl it was you can pause it and go go do what you need to do and then come back and play exactly where it left off up to 90 minutes so basically up to so you can have an, have a movie you can even skip skip commercials but that's what they used to do um, the newer one actually has uh, filters you can actually filter out things like if you want to see only sports uh, on the TV you can filter out what's playing on the sports side section or movies or HD channels or SD channels because you just don't get um, HD channels you get SD channels so you get sub digital sub channels like you get a whole bunch of retro TV which is one of the reasons why I like it because I may be 24 so I was 25 but I'm still I still prefer things from like the 60s and 70s but you get things like that and it's pretty amazing some of the stuff you get um, I do warn you though just like uh, Larry said the antenna how, how far you are does dramatically affect how much content you get and how much mm-hmm. the signal degrades itself and you know when the signal degrades when you hear artifact you know I'm like this is annoying stop it stop mm-hmm. squeaking at me so I have a I bought a, a mohu leaf a 50 meter a 50 mile long or 50 mile reception antenna and so far it gets me every single channel but ABC which doesn't really matter to me but one of the main features that they were touting a lot was the ability to have a guide so if I open up channels which I'll do it now I didn't open up DirecTV because that would take forever like and plus you couldn't shut the uh, it, it, it going back to DirecTV for a second when you use it it'll actually not shut up it won't it won't stop playing your live stream unless you pause it Okay. But I'm waking up my Apple. I'm waking up my Apple TV. So that's one of the main reasons why I didn't demonstrate it. So as you're uh, pulling this up, has the accessibility improved at all in the channels app? You got it. It has. Okay. So I'm in the channels app. Selected favorites on now tab one and three. So the on now tab is exactly what you think. So it'll. I'm on my favorites. I have a whole bunch of these. So basically the main channels. So if I go down. Apple X channel 4.1 access Hollywood 1 of 25. So it tells me it's a, it tells me the channel name. It's Fox. It tells me the number the channel digital cha- digital channel number which is 4.1, and then it tells me what's on access Hollywood, and I can good. Do you get um, do you get audio description w- with the channels app? So if the affiliate yes. is broadcasting it, yes, you do, and that's the awesome part. There was, um, one of my friends was having trouble with It's a Wonderful Life, you know, on Christmas Eve on NBC. Right. And I'm like, I can get this fine because there was no, and they couldn't get on their Comcast box, but I could. And it worked great. Um, So there's on now. NBC. So you get the idea. It just tells me what's on now. So there's three tabs. There's the guide tab. And that is, actually, I'll go closer too because it'll be easier. Um. The guide tab is what's the most fun because FOX channel 4.1 access Hollywood 208 viewing favorites swipe left to change. Okay, so when it's a primer and interview with Gwen Stefani. So you get the idea. It tells you kind of what's supposed to happen in the uh, in the show, and I can click right. New girl starts at seven three of eight. The Nick starts at seven thirty one. Bones starts at eight one five of eight. And Fox then, 4 News at 10 starts at 10. 
Guide, tab, tour. So you get the idea. It'll actually tell me what, what time it'll start at my local time, what the show is, and kind of a brief summary of what it can of what it will do. And then it says swipe left to manage. Set so guide, if I go in guide. Okay. He said favorites, Read. four of nine. SD channels, three of nine. I'm going up, so that's standard, uh, standard definition. HD channels, two of nine. HD channels. All channels, and then there's all my channels, but I can also filter. Fantastic favorites, movies, movies, nine, sports, six of nine, drama, seven of nine, news, eight of nine, and kids, nine of nine, and and then there you go. That that's the guide, and you can actually filter it out to have a nice. The developer, this is it's just two guys, but they they really made a killing in the cord cutting space because it is, I think, the best. Way you can access audio described stuff on without, um, you know, local. Right now, unfortunately, there's nothing on with audio description, or else I would show you. But you can switch. You can switch languages. Um, you can switch to your guide or to your favorites. You can actually see what's on. You, you can click on the channel to actually play it, and you can re- hit the pause button twice quickly to return back to your previously watched channel, and. I'll just show you how much I have now. Tab, two of three. Uh, here's settings tab, three of three. Excuse me. There's the settings tab, and I can go down here. Selected tuners. HD home run connect. Swipe right to manage. HD home run connect. 104.12867 on 192. Yeah, it'll tell me my IP. Dot two one one. Anyway, there's that, and then I can go. Manage. Scan for channels. Found 110 channels. Two of four. I have 110 channels right now, and you you need to periodically scan because sometimes you get new channels. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And yeah. Now, is there is there an yeah. iOS app for this too, or just Apple TV? <clears throat> there is, but it's not. A, it's a separate purchase. You have to pay the fifteen dollars. It isn't a universal purchase because okay. it's a bit different from the um, uh, t- from the um, Apple TV version because you can set reminders for the with the channels app to tell you when your favorite show is on on local oh, nice. television. Is it accessible yeah. though? Yes, um, they really want to make it accessible for all, and um, I was Great. I beta tested for a while, and uh, I was the one who helped them out with several things. Like for a while, that the favorites didn't display the right way in the in the uh, favorites guide uh, option when you watch a live channel. It said one of three. Then it finally said the channel. Like it really shouldn't say that. It should say the channel first, then the number that it's supposed to be on sure. out of your favorites list, hmm. and then we got closed captioning support first. Then we got audio description or. He called. They called it foreign language, but we all know that the foreign language and audio description are used on the same channels. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. very it's, interesting. It, it's pretty amazing, though, because honestly, I never would have thought I'd be able to access TV this way and actually know what I'm watching instead of going. I have to memorize a side schedule. I still have to do that. You always do, but and now I know exactly what I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So it looks like channels is uh, really the way to go if you want to, uh, you know, put up an HD antenna. If you live in an area where you can't get the HD channels real easily, and um, so what would it, what would the ultimate cost be, really? Um, so Larry, about us? about antennas. So a good HD antenna, what about a hundred dollars, Larry? Actually, it's uh, cheaper than that. Uh, I've seen a lot of the outdoor antennas going for sixty to seventy dollars. Yeah, okay. it's about a good price for a, for a regular antenna. You're kind yeah. of overdoing it if you pay a hundred bucks. 
But I'm assuming that least, you would need, you would need to buy some the, mounting hardware and all that, too, though. Yeah, they it comes with it, yeah. So a lot of them will come with it unless you need the uh, extra long pole to, uh, if you're going to mount on a pole, to because you want to make sure your antenna is above your roof line because they work line of sight. So you want to make sure, sure there's no trees or tall buildings obstructing the view of the antenna for it to work at its best. And if you're going to install an antenna outdoors... Um, ground it, baby. Ground it. Oh, and yeah. Sure, there are no overhead power lines that you could uh, hit. Because <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Hmm. Yeah, unless you want a light, unless you want lightning struck. Yeah, lightning to hit your antenna. Well, you back... back well, on May 30th of 1986, our home was hit twice by lightning due oh, to oh a uh, poorly grounded amateur radio antenna and caused uh, substantial indoor damage to basically everything plugged into an outlet. <laughs> it was not a good, not a good situation. Are you a ham, were, were you a ham, Jeff? Uh, I, I was, and uh, unfortunately, yeah. Th- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am so, too. Obviously, cost, things weren't grounded well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cost of all of this, um, so the channels app, at least for both iOS and uh, tvOS, the tvOS version is 20 bucks. The channels app for iOS is 15 The HD Home Run Connect, which allows you to tune into two, two TVs at once, so you can use one antenna for two TVs, is, and you can network them, apparently. I haven't really tried, because I'm the only one who basically uses this equipment. Uh <laughs> Is I'd say around eighty bucks plus, like uh, Larry said, a good antenna for like seventy bucks, say sixty to seventy. So I'd say one cable bill, and you're done. Do you need do you need um, do you need that box if you simply want to use the Apple TV and not connect it to multiple televisions, for example? You'll still need the um, unbox um, because it converts the antenna signal into a Wi-Fi signal for your um, Apple TV and your Amazon Fire TV. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a digital. Yeah, it works great. I mean, there there have been nothing but praises from from Silicon Dust and Fancy Bits, who are the company who make channels. I mean, i I'm going. Hey, um. You mind? I'm like, hey guys, this is the problem here, and we're having like, okay, let's fix next. I'm like, thank you. They're that responsive um, to requests, and it's it's kind of amazing. Um, That's great. I didn't think that, I didn't think that they would be, you know, as you know, because it's it, you know, as a dev, you're, you you kind of, or at least the ones I've noticed that they're kind of either meh or they're yeah, let's do it, man. You know, you know, so absolutely. That was basically all the stuff I bought last last year. Around this time last year was my birthday present. There you I'm go. Like, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm getting becoming really nerdy because I'm I'm installing all this. My <laughs> poor father had to help me string up the the antenna in the in, uh, in the kit. And I'm like, sorry, man, but this does work. There you go. Well, so any other uh, last minute comments on uh, any of the television or other stuff we've talked about from anybody here? I think we're going to try to get Randy to talk about Spectrum and the changes that are happening there. Well, how can people get a hold of you, Chad? Uh, you can get a hold of me in several ways. My primary way is uh, my email address is letter C, letter U, my last name, Blanco, B-L-A-N-C-O, at gmail.com. I will respond to each each question I can, I can I receive 
I I really do want to help out people and make sure that they have the best experience with their Absolutely. new extremely extremely expensive equipment, including if you just bought your Apple TV. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it, yeah. And I think the I think the rest of us uh, can be reached at the main menu at acbradio.org address, right? Yep. All right, chat. Thank you very, very much for uh, coming on this week. We really appreciate it. And uh, keep Thanks an eye on me. all of this and come back when you have more updates to share. Okay, everyone, this is your co-host, Jason Castanguay, and I'm back here with Randy Rusnak, and we're going to talk about his experience finding out about accessibility with his cable provider, as well as some other things he has discovered. So, hey, Randy. Hey, Jason. Thanks for inviting me in to talk on the the show. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, I really wanted to get this in. Now, we may do a series on TV accessibility. In fact, I think we will as it progresses. Now, as I'm speaking to you, it is early January of 2017, and cable companies have to jump on the accessibility bandwagon and provide talking cable boxes. And I'm extremely happy with that because it just should happen i've been waiting for this for 35 years as it stands let's talk about spectrum which i'm the recipient of uh spectrum cable box now when i say this stuff i'm not bashing anyone nor am i praising anyone i'm just stating facts and these facts are that as of a year ago this law went into effect, and it was about, actually about a year ago, uh, sorry, a year and a half ago. And as far as Spectrum is concerned, as of early January 2017, it just hasn't happened yet. However, it is happening. To fill time, or I should say to bide time, they have provided listeners with two options. For different areas, and those options are, one, they are providing a laptop computer running NVDA and a tablet, which is made by Samsung, running TalkBack, and that option went to myself. The computer is in other parts of the United States. Okay. I did not have the option to uh, the computer option. Okay. In both cases, in my opinion, they have tried and missed the mark. And what I mean by this is that I can go on my iOS device, which is my iPhone or an iPad or or whatever, pick the Spectrum app and do better than I can on the tablet. Now, that might be that I am not an Android user. It doesn't mean I don't want to be. I'm just not right now. I don't know talkbacks that well, but... I was able to grab the tablet, able to navigate through headings, lines, words, paragraphs, you know, whatever, and come to realize that the Spectrum app is the same, really, as the iOS app. However, knowing iOS as well as I do, I can navigate better on my iPhone. Having said that, I was able to listen to both devices and interact and listen live on the tablet or the iPhone. In other words, I could bring up a channel and listen to it live. 
I have not been able to send it to my TV cable box. In other words, I can't send the information to the cable box and have it switch channels on my cable box. Sometimes it seems like I can. Sometimes it seems like I can't. The edit boxes for editing the names of the boxes, like box 003, it should be able to be labeled bedroom, uh, living room, and so forth. I haven't been able to do that. So many people are not accepting this alternative. In other words, they're sending the cable text away saying this does not work for us. Um, I myself have chosen to keep the tablet until accessibility is in place. And they want to speak with me about accessibility. I'm more than happy to do that. And they agree that as it stands at this moment in time, that their app, being the Spectrum app, isn't all that great. And if you look at the ratings, you'll see it has two or three stars. I can't remember which, but it's rated quite low. And quite frankly, um, it needs to be updated. And I'm assured that it will be updated not only for accessibility, but for all users. Now, for other cable companies, DISH and other satellite providers are accessible. So we have those to look forward to. Most of the major companies all, but I want to say two, possibly three, are not accessible yet. But as by law, they are required to be. I'm assured by my cable company that in February it should be brought to my cable box. And all I have to do is upload the software to my cable box. And they said that they would send a tech to show me how to do this. I don't want that. I want to be on the phone with the tech, have them show me how to go through it by so many presses into the guide and able to make it talk. But they still want to come out, which, you know, I guess that's okay because I like talking tech. I like talking with the techs. I like visiting with the techs. And I want them to see how much that I really know and can do. And the tech that was out with me for, he was supposed to be out for one hour. He was actually here for three and a half hours. We had a great tech session. His supervisor was even out. And uh, I'm hoping that I can get on the beta team. I don't know as yet if uh, blind folks are testing the accessibility of the talking menus. I'm assuming that there are more sighted people that are testing the talking software, which I quite frankly don't understand. So I guess that's where we're going to leave it. This is, you know, my opinion only, and I just wish that it would get pushed to the boxes quicker. But thanks to those who are already on the bandwagon. It's a great step forward. And Absolutely. that's about all I have to say about it. Okay, and it looks like it's poised to step a lot further, and I'm looking forward to hearing updates on that. So we'll keep, yeah. keep our listeners posted. Yes, we will, and we'll even give demonstrations of what each individual box is capable of. We're going to try to get a hold of people that are subscribed to satellites, both direct and dish, and we're, we're going to try to come up with something comprehensive for you guys and let you actually hear the demonstrations that are available, and hopefully <laughs> mine won't be too far away. Thanks, everybody, for paying attention to this. Even if you don't like TV, uh, even if you're not a TV watcher, it's very important that this stuff becomes accessible and a lot sooner than later. Yes. All right, Randy, thanks for keeping us up to date. Yeah, thanks, Jason, for putting all this together, too. I appreciate this. This is a great topic, uh, I think. So take care, everybody. 
Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It can be heard every Friday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, and it repeats every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen in using any internet-connected device, grab it as a podcast, use ACB Link for iOS, or dial 605-475-8130 at airtime. Do you have any ideas or suggestions, or would you like to contribute to some tech-related content? Email us. The address is mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get us on Twitter at mainmenu. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Music